Hello and welcome to another episode of Copio with Siso podcast. I'm your host Siva and today we are diving into a topic that's been making headlines in the tech industry in 2023. Since the beginning of 2023, we have seen a wave of layoffs in big tech companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and very close to our home is Grab, leaving many IT professionals in a state of uncertainty. But amidst this turmoil, there is a sector that stands resilient, that is cybersecurity. In today's episode, we are going to explore why cybersecurity jobs seem to be immune to these layoffs and how this presents a unique opportunity for IT professionals. We'll discuss the skills gap in the cybersecurity industry, the potential for transitioning into this field and the resources available to help make this transition. We have a special guest joining us today, Firdaus Juhari, who is the current Head of Digital Security with E.co Group. He is also an adjunct lecturer at UTP or University Technology Petronas and former Vice President at Kazana and many other organizations. You can check out his LinkedIn profile, it's, it's quite a long list. Firdaus will share his insights and expertise on this topic. So. Whether you are an IT professional considering a career change or just interested in the dynamics of the tech industry, this episode is for you. So sit back, grab your favorite cup of kopi o, and let's get started. Welcome to the show, Firdaus. Uh, thanks for having me, Viva. Right. So let's get started. Tell me about yourself. Explain how you got into cybersecurity and what do you do now? I'm, I have been in industry for more than uh, 10 years. So I have started my career in cyber uh, in 2009 uh, as a research uh, R&D engineer at uh, Mimos. Uh, and then uh, now I'm the head of uh, digital security at Pudovco. Is cybersecurity a safe harbor in tech stormy seas? So why I say that it's very close to your heart is because of the great work that you're doing on social media to advocate, you know, the the greatness of the uh, uh, domain and, you know, the role that you're playing to attract people to come and join this particular domain, right? So now we are also going to talk about um, the impact of the recent layoffs that we have been seeing, right? You know, we've been We, we we've been seeing a significant wave of layoffs in big tech companies like Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and recently, um, you know, very close to our home, Grab, right? Uh, and and I suppose it's been a tough time for the IT industry with many skilled professionals finding themselves out of a job. Can yeah. you share your perspective on how these layoffs have reshaped the IT landscape? and affected the morale and job security of IT professionals. Yeah, uh, I think uh, if we look back, uh, I mean, uh, if you look back at uh, during the, uh, what we call this, the, the dot-com bubble, right? Uh, I think what is happening now it might not be the same, but uh, we can say that it's a business cycle, yeah? Uh, so, I think uh, for the tech industry, uh, you know, with what's going on at the moment, uh, maybe they, it is the time for them to 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 find back, uh, you know, a new footing right, to their market. Yeah. Uh, we have seen like the like of Facebook, you know, uh, and Apple, 
uh, I think you can agree with me, Shiva. Their product, you know, whatever they are, they are, they are, they are offering to the public are becoming uh, more familiar to every. I mean, not familiar. We have, I mean, the, the, we we can see that they are reaching a, a certain level of uh, limit uh, of innovation where they need to step into a new game. Yeah. So right. um, yeah. So I think maybe this is a the resetting of the the tech industry, and yeah, I mean, it's very unfortunate. Fortunate to see some people lose their job because of this uh, uh this business cycle, but um, but I think this is a good news for the newcomer, yeah, the 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 the, the young the youngsters, because this is where you know this might be the 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 entry door for them to join into tech uh, uh tech segments like uh, by example cybersecurity, and um, be part of a fresh start for the company. Uh, in the in let's say cybersecurity uh domain, yeah, because uh, I think we we know uh, uh, uh cybersecurity is evolving, and it, I think we we are going to see a lot of change even for us who are already in the industry. I think we we are looking for a new minds, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. yeah, youngster people to join and and contribute with their new and fresh ideas and also you know uh, reshape what the skill set required to be in cybersecurity. So for me, uh, I think it's not all bad. Uh, maybe it's just a resetting of the of the of, of the industry. Uh, you know, uh, a new cycle for the business, and um, yeah, I think we we're gonna see like a refreshment of uh, expertise uh, in this uh, in in most of the tech domains. Right. So from your vantage point, um, and I I quoted a number of tech giants. Right, I mean, the, the I mean, most of the layoffs that we've been um, uh, reading about on media were largely, you know, the other side of the world, right? North America, Europe, and all that. But how do you think um, Malaysia or regionally, you know, ASEAN region, been impacted by these tech layoffs? So far, we don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I don't really have the fact uh, enough fact on on this matter, but. Uh, as of now, we we have not really seen you know a uh, uh, severe impact right. on on our local talents at the moment. Uh, in contrary, actually we are looking we are in the in the search of talent uh, in every type of segment. Uh, and then um, uh, I think we with the you see we see with the with the the, the change of dynamic uh, among the within the market right. Uh, I think uh, if if the government read right, I know this is likely uh, deviate from <laughs> from the core question. I mean, I mean, if the policy, if our policy, uh, is done in the right way and maybe can attract more investors, I think uh maybe you know this uh, our market will will be needing more and more talents. Yeah. So I I I don't know. I've, so far I have not really uh you know a severe impact about to our Talents, yeah. Uh, agree, agree. There, Firdaus. Even I yeah. mean, I also f- uh, feel the same. Um, though we've been reading in in foreign media and all that, but even yeah. the those big tech companies based out of in Malaysia, out of I mean, based in Malaysia, uh, I think the local talents were not largely affected. Um, I do have friends working in likes of AWS, Google, and all that, and and this somehow, okay. Right, you yep. know, one or two got impacted, but not as bad as you know uh, what we've been reading, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
moving on, Firdaus, interestingly, you mentioned about cybersecurity and, and this whole podcast is about that, right? So if you are looking at, you know, you mentioned about good news for the newcomers, you can transition into cybersecurity and all that. The interesting part of this is that while other tech sectors have been hit hard, cybersecurity seems to have remained relatively untouched. Right, you know. In fact, there is a growing demand, like you mentioned earlier, right, for cybersecurity yeah. professionals. We are all looking for, <laughs> for for these talents. Uh, uh, so, so I love to hear your thoughts on why cybersecurity has been able to weather this storm. What makes cybersecurity such a resilient sector, at least uh, for now? Uh, one trillion or how many trillion kind of uh, industry? Yeah? So, <laughs> so that is our adversary, right? So. Uh, it is logic that from our side, from the business side, from the the real, I mean the, the 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 normal industry side, corporate world, right? We need to be prepared against the ransomware. Hence, uh, in investment as well. That's why I think we have not seen yet any slowdown in the in the in the in the search of uh, cybersecurity uh, talent uh, uh, within the corporate world or even the government agencies. So um, yeah, I think. The corporate is still worried about the cyber uh, cyber risk. I think it's not yet the time to see a slowdown of the cybersecurity recruitment. Yeah. So, so to echo what you just said, um, it's not going to slow down anytime soon, right? Yeah. And then organizations are rapidly digitalizing. So I, I suppose more That's and more. Yeah. You also mentioned earlier about how, to a certain extent, these layoffs is also good news for the newcomers. I suppose these newcomers um, uh, that you were alluding to, not only on on the new grads, but also, mm-hmm. I suppose, newcomers into the cybersecurity domain, right? People who yeah. want to transition, right? So now let's talk about these opportunities this situation presents, right? You know, we have a lot of people, IT people with vast experiences, suddenly out of job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a, also a significant skills gap in the cybersecurity industry. I mean, I think locally recently, even Cybersecurity Malaysia published a, a, um, a media report that states that, I, I don't know, uh, in, in the next two to three years, we are looking at at least about fifty to 60,000 talents needed, right? To steer the digital security of the country, right? So, and it does seem like this could be a golden opportunity for IT professionals looking for a career change. So on that note, can you discuss the potential benefits for those considering this transition? How can they leverage this skills gap uh, to their advantage? Yeah, uh, I think, uh, like I said earlier, uh, you know, Mr. I mean, there are many factors that we need to look at here. Like first is the change. Uh, I think the, the the reset of the business cycle, and then also in Malaysia, like uh, you know, uh, we have heard uh, many initiatives that has been announced recently by the government. Though you know, we are not sure yet in terms of implementation. But I mean, we we have heard a lot of uh, 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 initiatives that might that 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 have. That are connected to cybersecurity, basically like a data center, you know, all this energy transition. We know, you know, when, when you have all this energy transition, it means that you will need a certain level of uh, security at the operational technology. Yeah? So 
So I think this is the right moment. Uh, we are at, I mean, like, uh, I mean, the, the opportunity is now uh, open to these people who, you know, uh, who might have lost their job or maybe people who wants to transition into a new field like cybersecurity. Uh, and I could even say this is the right moment because they would have sometimes do have the luxury to prepare themselves before they, they step into this cybersecurity. Because uh, I think what we are seeing now, the skill gap uh, in cybersecurity, in my personal opinion, it, it is also due to the, you know, uh, due to the, 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 the skill requirement that are needed you know, in this domain. Yeah. Uh, first in terms of uh, skill, technical skill, uh, and then uh, also in terms of mentality, understanding of the problem and so on. So, and uh, if you notice, uh, Siva, you have, I mean, nowadays many, uh, I mean, another factor that would also help this transition is the education. If you notice like, uh, you know, like team like IC Square or company like Google or Microsoft, uh, they are uh, preparing uh, like uh, programs for, for new people from outside of cybersecurity to jump uh, into the into the domain, right? Uh, which we have not seen. Uh, I mean, during my time, or even maybe during your time, Siva, yeah? <laughs> or this kind of uh, this kind of uh, batu loncatan, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that's why I said this is. Uh, I mean, now is the right moment. Uh, I mean, the business is moving towards what can represent a lot of new opportunities uh, in this domain. Uh, we are having skill set, uh, skill gap. Yes, but they, I mean, uh, this problem. Are taken care seriously by by many uh, international organizations and even by the government. Yeah. So I mean, I think they have. Uh, I mean, our friends out there from outside of uh, cybersecurity, they have all what they need to jump into cybersecurity. Now, uh, I mean, I have mentioned many. I mean, many people ask like, oh, how how many years you need to prepare yourself uh, from zero before you're ready to step into cybersecurity? I think. Yeah, if you if they want to go into technical domain, yeah, they need like maybe four to five years, I would say, minimum. Uh, for non-technical, maybe you know they need like three years. If they they are coming from the right background, maybe they need less than that. Uh, so I think they have this luxury of time to, you know, to prepare themselves before they jump to the domain. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I think now is the time. Now is the time for them to prepare themselves and grab this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. But I need to call out something you mentioned during your time, and then after that you said even during my time you make it sound like I'm old. Okay, that's not you. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Uh, it's okay. a respect. It's a respect. Not not the other way around. Not the other one. Okay, okay. I'm happy. Okay. All right. So so I I agree with you there, right? Uh, I also noticed that a lot of these private companies, um, big conglomerates, they all have their cybersecurity programs, um, and 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 most of the um, tech giants also <laughs> offering cybersecurity programs and yeah. cybersecurity certifications now. Uh, Siva, if if I can add also, yeah, yeah, our, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, for for our friends, our Malaysian friends, right? Who who wants maybe wants to to find an opportunity in cybersecurity or maybe even. Even those who are already in cybersecurity and maybe looking for a new uh, opportunity, you know, outside of the country, maybe you know this is also this could be also the right time. Even though we know, you know, in uh, politically it's quite a lot of uncertainty at the moment, 
outside of Malaysia. But uh, I think with the all layoff that that happened in the big market, right? I mean, maybe this is the time for for those who wants to find a new life elsewhere to to consider setting up their career, you know, in a new country as well. Understand, understand. That's yeah. a very good point, Firdaus. So yeah, just following up on what you mentioned earlier, uh, and also to highlight to our listeners the brilliant job that you are doing with regards to reaching out and and advocating. Uh, especially on Twitter, right? Um, yeah. You know how um, how much of opportunities this particular domain presents, and how wonderful uh, you know this particular um, uh, career path is, and all that. So I'm I'm keen to understand uh, what are the common questions that you see uh, mm. from your followers uh, on transitioning to cybersecurity. Okay, what I notice uh, they ask. Uh, their their biggest concern is on the technical skill. Mm. They would ask the question like, "Uh, do I need to know how to hack? Do I need to know about network? Do I need to know about programming before I jump into cybersecurity domain?" Yeah, I I think uh, the, the the preconceived mindset that when the moment you say cybersecurity is technical, correct? That's, that's yeah. what everyone thinks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you are a hacker with a hoodie, so that's what they <laughs> normally think. <laughs> and then uh, the second uh, the second question that I often get as well is uh, how to prepare. There are some who are really eager, you know, uh, have this burning desire to jump into the field, but they they want to know how to prepare themselves, right? So this is another question that uh, I always received uh, from the followers. They will ask uh, how, what they can do to prepare themselves, uh, what kind of certification that they can take uh, to get them ready into the, into, the, into the field. And most of the time, I would just tell them that they, they can start with a fundamental certificate because they need to understand the field. Uh, they need to know what is the common problem in the cybersecurity that we are dealing with uh, on the day-to-day basis. And also, I think uh, besides certificate, they also need to build up a certain amount of experience right before they jump into the field. And the third question that I, I, I often uh, receive is on the, what we call this, about the role that we have in cybersecurity. They want to know, you know, uh, if uh, the role in cybersecurity is all about technical. Uh, normally, I would explain to them that, you know, uh, there are two ways, there are two paths in cybersecurity, uh, technical and non-technical. And then they would, uh, I would, you know, further explain that if you go to technical, these are your options. You can be red teaming, uh, pen tester, blue team, and, and so on. And then if you go to the other one, they're not less technical, you can look at, you know, a uh, uh, role like auditor, GRC, and so on. Yeah. So, uh, basically, these are the the three common question that top three mm-hmm. common question that the the followers would ask. Right. Interesting. Okay. Let's switch gear. Um. Let's talk about skills required for cybersecurity. Right. Like you know, transitioning into a new field often requires learning new skills. Right. Or adapting existing ones. So yeah. when it comes to cybersecurity, what are the key skills that IT professionals should focus on. And we are not talking about people mm. from totally different domain jumping in, right? These are like, we are talking about IT professionals. Mm. Um, what are the skills that they should focus on and how can they leverage their existing IT skills in a cybersecurity role? Yeah. 
I think I think maybe uh, we can start with what they have, right? Uh, normally, uh, if you look at the IT professional, uh, most of them are very familiar with networking, or maybe they are very familiar with OS, and some could be very good at programming. So they need to leverage on this strength. And then with this strength, they need to find where is the right footing, right, in cybersecurity. Uh, first, in order to do that, they need to change their mentality. They have been, I, I know IT people normally, they, they move with an enabler mentality. And now they have to be like a risk-based mentality. They have to think everything from the risk perspective. And this is, this is the main difference between, you know, the, the normal IT functions, not say normal, I mean the, the, the IT tech function versus the cybersecurity. Uh, I think one they understand uh, this concept of risk-based mentality, uh, then, you know, they can try to find what is the best. Uh, pass for them. Um, actually, I have received a lot of questions. Uh, I mean, from from my followers, right? Uh, I mm -hmm. could see that some of them really know. You know, they they have made the research about how this field is uh, looks like, right? So they know already, like, oh, I want to do uh, things like uh, infrastructure. Uh, I mean, like security engineer. You know, a uh, system security engineer like that. Things like more on the engineering side, which is, I think, the best. Uh, I think the, the easiest transition for any IT, uh, I mean, into a cyber script. But if you, they are considering something that is more uh, more uh, complex, like uh, uh, hacking, red teaming, you know, uh, or even maybe things like uh, threat intel, uh, maybe that is where the transition will take a little bit longer for them. Uh, maybe they need to really uh, spend time uh, or maybe even get a mentor to, to help them. Uh, right. Yeah, the detail about 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 those specific items. Because for me, hacking threat intel is very unique to cybersecurity. I mean, it's right. you, you, yeah, you, you, it's it's a skill set that you can't match with any other skill set in 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 outside of the cybersecurity. Uh, I mean, uh, domain. Yeah, spot on, Fridas. I mean, I completely agree with you. Right. I mean, if you are an IT folk, um, working on IT infrastructure like you know network OS. Highly likely your day-to-day -day job already overlap with some right. security yeah. function, right? Yeah. But you know, moving really into sort of like you know, threat intel, rate teaming, pen testing, uh, and and then moving down path, right? If you're talking about GRC and whatnot, uh, those are I think very specific to uh, cybersecurity. I, I I completely agree with you. Yep. Okay. So again, you know, it's it's really uh, lining up very well. We talked about um you know transitioning then the required skill sets now let's move on to training and certifications right i and i've seen uh, this is also one of the hot topics or hot questions right yeah. <laughs> people ask you on, on on twitter so on that note we often hear about the importance of industry certifications in the cybersecurity field right yeah. Uh, can you shed some light on this, right? What, what are some of the training and certification options available for those interested in transitioning into cybersecurity? How can yeah. these certifications boost their career prospects? Yeah, uh, I think I think like I always uh, share with uh, I mean with the followers, uh, the best is to start with the fundamental uh, industry certification that will give them insight about cybersecurity domain. 
uh, normally I would mention two, you know, like IC Square uh, CC or a Google uh, certification in cybersecurity, but it's not limited to those these two certs actually. I think Microsoft has also uh, recently introduced a new cert uh, for, I mean, the same kind of cert, yeah. Uh, and then I think I think we we should be seeing more and more of this uh, uh, certification coming into the into the market soon. Uh, I, I'm sure that all these certification or training uh, consortiums they 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 would at least want to to tap into this this very niche market, right? Uh, so I think they should start with that because these certificates basically might not give them uh, directly the first job. But it can give them the idea what cybersecurity is all about, uh, how it is different than what they have been used to, what they are doing, uh, especially for for the IT guy, and for the for the non IT guy, you know, they they can understand that oh, uh, maybe you know, uh, the certificate might change their 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 thought about cybersecurity. They maybe they have been thinking oh, cybersecurity is just another IT function, yeah. But then when they after they finish that certificate. Uh, I think they will have a different thought about cybersecurity. Um, and then after that, uh, you know, I would say that maybe that could be the level zero and then they should move to the level one beginner. Uh, you know, they can look at a certificate like, uh, 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 I only want no one, uh, maybe like CH, you know, for those who wants to do hacking, maybe they, they should, they can start to take a look at uh, uh, basic, uh, specific, uh, what do you call this? Uh, uh, spe uh, specialization certificate, like specialized certificate, like mm -hmm. uh, certified ethical hacker, or maybe they can look at the uh, Comcha Security Plus, or uh, you know, or any other uh, beginner certificate in other verticals, like Track Intel, or even uh, DFIR, right? Uh, I mean, uh, forensic or incident response, or even GRC, right? Even for GRC, there is a uh, there is, uh, you know, some some basic um, certificate, beginner certificate uh, uh, for those who are interested. Uh, I think mostly from ISACA. Yeah, they can they can start looking into this certificate, and then uh, I think from there they can start looking for a for a placing uh, in the in the in the market. Yeah, they can start to apply a job. But at the meantime, I think they need to also like. Uh, Maybe prepare themselves a bit, especially for those who are in who want to go into technical path. I think they need to do some experimenting, or maybe they can get involved with with any project, uh, online project, or any you know simple uh, 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 project, or maybe they can get involved with a project within the the company that they are working for at the moment. I think I think that little experience will be very useful, will be very uh, crucial to 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 support some some good uh, cookie point in the CV to help them to, to land the first job. So I think it's a combination of certificate and also a little bit of uh, you know experience. Right. And also, uh, I think they need to know also, they need to know that you know, uh, whatever skill that they are having now uh, is not gone wasted. Yeah? I mean, it's still needed in cybersecurity. Uh, I give you a simple example, Asiva, like people maybe in communication, right? Maybe they have never thought that their, their communication skill is very important, can be very, uh, can make a, a difference in cybersecurity. Uh, they, they should, uh, I mean, keep that strength they and they, they should know uh, how that strength can be very useful in the cybersecurity domain. 
and of course they need a mentor lah. I think mentoring mentorship is very important. They need right. to socialize, get to know who are in the community, uh, and and try to learn, uh, try to to learn from these people about their domain. So basically, okay. yeah, this this four four aspect of things. Talking about training, um, you mentioned about a few fundamental trainings. Are there mm. anything um that's available locally, like any local institutions that provide this kind of trainings? I I know that Cybersecurity Malaysia they have they offered this uh, this program that provides certificates uh to to people. They call it Global Ace. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit high level, not too fundamental, but uh, based on the discussion that I had many months ago with people who used to work on the you know on those program, right? Uh, they told me that that those certificates are uh, prepared from Malaysian, uh, and to help Malaysian get certified at a lower cost, because if if you go to the you know to the to the likes of IC Square, ISACA. I mean, easily you would pay like seven or eight hundred uh dollar, right? To to Dollars, to, yeah. to sit for the exam. But CSM has you know created this global S program to provide a lower cost path for people who wants to be certified in cybersecurity. Right. That's that's right. that's the the only uh certificate program that I know lah for now. Other than locally. you know, yeah, locally. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about sense certification, right? I mean, <laughs> they are. I mean, you you sign up for a five day course, you end up paying what twenty thirty thousand ringgit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember, yeah, I remember last time I got that request from a staff. I said, uh, uh, bro, this is very expensive, but I can try for you. <laughs> and then yeah, I mean, when when I sent to the management uh, proposal, it was rejected because it goes beyond twenty thousand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think only a handful of organizations Malaysia were able to do that. Uh, I was in one of those, <laughs> but I mean, you you just can 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 attend any kind of training. Uh, so long that you know you can align that with your job scope and all that, right? But yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, sense is just so cost prohibitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, another question on the response or the points that you made earlier. Is but but you actually sort of answered that you mentioned that you know uh, good to have some fundamental level of certification and training, coupled with uh, some basic experiences, right? But I was just thinking, you know, when you were um, uh, giving the points across, certification alone is not going to land you the job, right? You, I mean, yeah. who are we kidding? You know, cybersecurity. I think we have kind of low tolerance uh, for people without the necessary um, uh, skill set and also mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, we have the luxury of building skill sets, um, you know, we can provide internship um, or even incubate, right? You know, we can hire a set of people um, and then we groom them and they become the next phase of our succession planning, for example, right? Otherwise, yeah. you need these people to come on board and you know hit the ground uh, running from the get go right so sure. i mean that's what i wanted to ask lah right you know how how do you do it uh, do you look at that will trump the person who comes to you with you know list of <laughs> long list of certifications with limited experience yeah i think uh, 
I mean, with, with in that kind that kind of configuration, right? I mean, if we have someone uh, with maybe certifications but uh, zero experience, I think maybe one thing that would make the difference is the attitude. You know, like uh, they know, uh, they know they as uh, they have certification, but maybe it's not enough. Uh, but they are willing to uh, invest themselves into the into the into cybersecurity. They really wants to know what is the problem in cybersecurity, why it happened, and how they can improve the situation. And you know they are willing to they are they are open to to listen to people who are already in the industry, and then you know uh, try to 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 learn and and work together with people who are already there to to make things better. Um, I think I, I used to, I, I, I mean, uh, during some brief moments within my career, I, I used to find this kind, this type of people. They, they, they didn't even have the security, security set, but, but they, they were totally new in cybersecurity, uh, you know, especially the intern. I mean, this kind of thing that I, can, I could observe among interns, you know, I, I used to have interns who were coming really from cybersecurity. They came with zero experience, but they're certified. Uh, but... Uh, some did very well because uh, the person was really interested into cybersecurity. Uh, but some, I mean, another one, you know, was struggling because the person was wasn't really interested with the problem. He was just there to do work. He, he, he I mean, the person was interested. I used to work also with with a person with a, an intern, you know, young 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 lady, uh, who were not from cybersecurity, but she was really uh keen and she had this burning desire to know uh, to understand what is the common problem in cybersecurity and how she can solve with the skills that she already had she was a programmer yeah? she was very good at programming uh, right. and yeah she she resolved a lot of my problem actually eventually <laughs> with, with her programming skill but yeah, along sure. the way she also learned you know she also learned oh okay this cybersecurity or oh, okay this is vulnerability uh, this is common uh, problem related to vulnerabilities and you know what is threat, cyber threat and so on. She learned along the way, but uh, she leveraged uh, very strongly on uh, on her on her strength as a as a programmer. But uh, you know after the after the end of internship, basically, uh, I have the impression that she had a better understanding about cybersecurity from the, the from the day one he joined the uh, joined us and. Uh, yeah, I think she she went out with uh with I would say you know, four to five stars. Yeah, uh, she has created a lot of things for us. I think yeah, I think attitude can make a difference actually. Absolutely, it does. I mean, yeah. I can resonate uh with with that story where in the past I've so I had a chemical engineer mm -hmm. uh into a cybersecurity role really had that uh, data analytics skill and to me that is a transferable skill, right? Yeah. So came on board. Um, did a different part of cyber risk management, but wow, you know, super impressive, able to apply analytical thinking and that attitude of, uh, or the characteristic, right? You know, the, the passion to learn more and then um, moved on to attain more certifications and, and, and currently it's a, it's a well-to-do um, cybersecurity professional. <laughs> Started from engineering, chemical engineering some more, yeah. and then now cybersecurity professional, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Siva, like I mean, you you have mentioned a very important word there, transferable skill. I mean, that is what all these 
you know people who wants to join cybersecurity should appreciate and should know how to use this to you know to help them stepping into the domain agree right so okay um now we are almost at the end and then this is the part where i seek your advice for it professionals right uh, those i aspiring it professionals that want to make the the jump and i'm very sure our listeners would appreciate some advice from you um so for it professionals who have been laid off or are considering a career change into cybersecurity what guidance would you give them uh, do you have do you have any success stories i know you gave one earlier but you know any very specific success stories to share about individuals who have successfully transitioned from other it roles into cybersecurity yeah uh, i think the the uh, of course you know all this thing like certification or uh, yeah certification uh, is is important i would say still important is is a way how to impress the recruiter but i think another way is uh, another thing that that is important is mentality and also attitude uh, maybe i can give you one example you know in my in my current job i used to work with someone from another country i know people from some other countries you know they have made a very uh, impressive uh, job transition uh, i uh, the first one yeah, he made a transition from it not even it actually she was in te- he was in telco he was in telco doing all the telco infra thing but uh, at one point in his career he decided to make a jump so what he did he uh, he requested for a transfer from his country to malaysia and it was accepted he came to malaysia uh, and he started his job as a it spot actually but i think after a few months because he he has offered himself uh, because his initial objective was to 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 jump into cybersecurity so he offered himself uh some help to his boss you know to do security projects and uh i think now he's uh, doing very well in this domain uh in cybersecurity he is a complete cybersecurity uh professional now and uh, i think he he just left the company and and uh, explore uh some uh a job opportunity in, in europe yeah and he he just made it uh that is the first example and then i have also seen someone who was from cybersecurity and jump into the uh into the uh, system that uh, uh into the programming or software development uh path uh so this is again another guy from another country uh who works in cybersecurity but then one point is of of uh, i mean after several years doing cybersecurity uh he wanted to change uh, his domain so he has uh, uh switched uh, his role from cybersecurity into software development so slowly you know he developed his skill in software development and now he is like uh one of the uh, like project manager for one of the uh, important system that we, that we are developing and um, when i look at this guy i see that oh, this guy i think he could go through all these thing because of his attitude you know he knows he knows how to you know he he know how to keep relationship with people he knows how to talk to people how to how to manage his stakeholders how to how to persuade people uh to work together with him and so on yeah so uh you should not forget about you know some common things some uh basic things that uh is important for you uh to to survive in the corporate world yeah? 
So it's all about having a good attitude, you know, showing some positivity, showing your commitment. Uh, I think when you have that and showing also some good social skill, uh, and then when you have these attitudes, uh, I think you wouldn't have uh, really a problem to step into the to the survey security because uh, if we're talking about knowledge and technical skill, this this is something that can be acquired, right? As long as you have the desire to to learn. So Absolutely. if you are ready to jump into cyber security, meaning that you are ready to learn, right? So this is something that you will acquire, uh, you know, uh, within uh, two, three, or four years time. But what will make you more successful in this domain is all about your attitude. Right. Right. Yeah. The money will come later. I mean, don't, don't think that about the money first. I mean, you need to get your footing into the domain first. And then, yeah, I think with the good attitude, with that will give good performance. I mean, the, the money will come later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose, you know, the topic about money uh, is a topic for another day. <laughs> because <laughs> this is ridiculous as well. You, yeah. you know, we are also been de- doing this service to the industry, right? You know, yeah. with the high demand of cybersecurity, and many people think that this is uh, an industry that pays super duper well, right? In people mm. come with ridiculous kind of demands, right? You know, I'm I'm a hiring manager. I mm. look at some of the CVs and the kind of demands that they put forward. It's just crazy, right? right. So I mean, we are we are okay to pay um, if the 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 profile matches the job job scope. And, you know, internally, it matches the budget that we have, right? But some people are just, you know, asking crazy amount of salaries. <laughs> yeah, out of match, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes completely. it's mismatch with what they can offer, actually. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, mm. yeah. Okay, Fridov, we have come to the end. Um, this is one question that I ask all my guests. Uh, I know you are a super-duper busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but outside of your professional life, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? How do you balance the demands of your, you know, your role with your personal life? Hmm. Normally, you know, uh, I would say that, oh, I would play football, uh, play tennis or whatever, right? Now, I, I, I tell the truth. Normally, I would just like to spend my time with my family. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, uh, since, you know, uh, when, like, like you said, like, you know that, uh, you know, with all the busy schedule and so on, right? Uh, you know, when when I have free time, that is very uh, the the only opportunity that I have to spend my my time with my wife and and kid lah. So <laughs> I can say most of now whenever I have free time, I would just spend my time with them. Uh, from time to time, maybe you know, I just join uh some sport activity out there with with uh friends. But most of the time, uh, I enjoy uh uh spending time with family. Uh, we do a lot of things at home. You know, we like to travel as well. So yeah. Yeah, I I I think it's the it's the domain, right? That's what it does to us. <laughs> I I I, yeah. I feel that I am increasingly spending more time with my family, um, as I get busier with my work. You know what I mean? We we feel yeah. we yearn for that that moment, whatever spare time that we get. Ah. Uh, you know, I can meet my friends some other time, but you know, you 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 end up spending time with your family. I I do that a lot, and I've been spending more time. And and also, it could be the 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 impact of uh, the pandemic. I suppose you know, when we stayed at home, we we I mean, especially me, right? Personally, mm-hmm. 
I realized that the importance of family bonding, you know, how we should manage um, communicating with each other and all that. And then after that, you know, he, you, you go back to the workforce, uh, rather, mm-hmm. I mean, you go back to office. And I realized I enjoyed those moments and I yep. want to do it more. <laughs> you, you know right yeah yeah i think many people said uh, the same thing even even for me yeah i mean the, the the last two years i mean during the the two years of pandemic like uh change everything that you know we have been knowing about family life i mean we, we had been given the opportunity to really taste what's the family life is all about absolutely okay Fildos, it's been a great conversation it's a pleasure to host you you know i really look up to you um you know the kind of Uh, work that you're doing in this space on social media and all that so you know thank you for taking some time off and and you 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 mentioned you spent time with your family i suppose i have taken one hour of <laughs> no your la, family no, time <laughs> <laughs> but but really um thanks for you know coming on to the show and thanks for being so candid and i'm very sure that our listeners will benefit Uh, you know from all the insights that you have shared thanks for giving me uh, for giving me this uh, this space uh, yes, to you know to have this session with you